of a great interview today. I interviewed Chris Johnson of Hard Look, which is a Christian metal band. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is Origin. Origin. Welcome to Origins. I'm Johnny Tacos. I'm here with Chris Johnson of Hard Look. And today we're going to deep, go deep, deep, deep into his personal life. So he's going to get a little embarrassed at times, which should be fun. Uh, we're also going to go hit up his new band. And we're going to get a little bit of his historical facts on how uh, his genre is helping out Christians come back to Jesus, new and old. So, if um, by any other means, here is Christopher Johnson. I, I was going to say Chris, but Christopher sounds cool. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on the podcast with you. All right. Well, let's let's talk about your personal history. Everybody wants to know uh, a band member's juicy gossip stuff. You know, they want to know all this stuff that, that brings them like, why did he do this band? Why did why? Why, how did he come up with these words, these lyrics? Is this from the heart? Is this from personal life? You know, so on and so on, because people love to have that that kind of information, especially works good on trivia. So when you get big and popular, I know it all. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, my name is Chris Johnson. Um, I'm 33 years old, and I grew up Christian and fell away for a while, but I'm a Christian again, um, doing Hard Look um, as my musical project right now, a fully a Christian band. Uh, I've done some stuff before in the past with other bands, uh, secular stuff, but um, currently I'm just working on, on Hard Look and moving forward in Bible college. I'm trying to get my bachelor degree in Christian ministries because I see a future for myself um, doing ministry and music both full-time. So I'm, I'm trying to knock that out, and uh, yeah, the rest, I've, I've been recently serving uh, at the church, at Covenant Life Church, and that's been a great new adventure, and um, doing front of house audio for them, and, and it's, uh, it's, that's what my life looks like right now. That's just the short story, the, the, the short of it. Yeah, you're not going to get away with it. We're going to get deep into it. Okay, so... Talk about you growing up as a child. You, you had some hardships growing up as a child. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so what I, basically I had both of my parents around until I was about three. And um, my dad split at that time. And then my mom, she was, she was really falling hard back into drugs. She had kind of started a drug addiction and then cleaned up a bit during the pregnancy of me. And then after about... You know, a, a year or so after my birth, she kind of fell back into old habits. So she um, basically chose drugs, and it kind of left me with my with my grandma and my grandpa, and on her side. And they really took they really took me in, and they were the first introduction to Christ that I had. Um, they they were really good about keeping me involved in church. And, um, you know, reading the Bible to me and stuff like that and really giving me that, that opportunity. And they gave me a, a safe place to stay and to learn and to go to school. And 
um, it, it was really, really a blessing, you know, despite having, uh, having that particular, uh, hardship. But, um, you know, I, I grew, I grew up Christian, uh, with their help. And then I, I, you know, became an adult and moved away and, and stuff like that. And, um, I, I left the faith and I, for whatever reason, thought I, thought I hated Christianity and I thought that I hated God. And, um, I, I just became really, really lost during that time. Um, but it was actually, it was actually through metal music that brought me back to the faith. Um, so let me kind of go into that. Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's go back to it. Uh, you said that your, your mother was having, um, the enemy was, uh, pushing her down on drugs because, we, we all have a family member that suffers from drugs. And uh, unfortunately, you know, for a mother, because um, my mother was an alcoholic, uh, she chose the, that lifestyle a lot. And, and I did, I moved in with my grandparents, similar to you. Look, we're twins. <laughs> so this was all in uh, Santa Barbara or uh, Santa Rosa. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. I was, I was born in Santa Rosa, but um, uh ended up moving in with my grandparents who were in Washington state. So from about three to 13, I was in Washington state. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had to be in Washington state. <laughs> it never rains in Southern California, but it rains all the time in Washington. So that's a fact. Yeah. So there's, when you were, um, you were going through that difficult, uh, situation where you, transferred from your family, your parents to your grandparents. And you said during that time you, you felt lost, you felt hopeless. You, you felt, um, a lot of issues that, that, you know, the youth really do feel when their parents are not around. And that's when you were, you were upset, upset with God. Um, you thought God didn't care about you and God, um, God, hated you and that that was just in quotes because you know our lord does not hate us um so how did that um what happened there did you go a downward spiral did you um partake in any kinds of of um illegal narcotics or stuff like that yeah definitely um you know you know despite having that that introduction as a child you know all those feelings especially when you're like a teenager and you're getting older and stuff it was really powerful and um I definitely, I fell into, um, drinking first. Um, you know, I got, I got like, I think I've had my first sip at 13 and I was like, this stuff's great. <laughs> so, um, I, I had, I definitely developed a full blown alcohol addiction. And, um, as far as illegal narcotics that came later on, like maybe when I, I was actually doing pretty good until I got, uh, out of high school. Like I had tried marijuana for the first time as a senior in high school, which compared to my other friends was actually late. Um, but once I got out of school, that's when I got addicted to, I got addicted to pills and I was definitely addicted to alcohol. And, uh, I was really kind of, kind of following in, in my mother's footsteps is kind of, I hate to say that. I mean, but it is kind of true. Um, and I, I had definitely been feeling during that time that, that God wasn't like real. Like I, like I, I knew that I had that foundation. I was taught that he's real. I was taught that he loves me. And I just thought, at that point in my life that it was all BS and it wasn't until I had a real counter, a real encounter with the Holy spirit that I started to turn back around. So, yeah, you know, and it's called a generational sin, you know, your generational sin. 
and it could really kick you in the pants because you're trying so hard to be this not not like this person but you end up sort of going into that path because that's the only path that is the most comfortable path for a person to go to is follow the same well i i lived through that life that i can just coast there it's a lot harder to change when you're doing that but um yeah, the, the you said the alcohol. You started late in, into high school, after high school, right? Uh, or alcohol during high school, and then uh, the harder stuff after. Yeah, like during high school, I'd had I have it when I can, but I wasn't I didn't I wasn't like fully addicted yet. But like once I got out of out of school, yeah, I got myself pretty good addicted to both. Yeah, because uh, during during school, you you tend to hang out with people that you feel because of alcohol and drugs. Um, and people, you know, that fills the void in your in your life. Well, that you feel at that time. You, you and I, I've encountered that in my own life. So uh, you feel the that void with with all the all these negative stuff because it's easier to get to. Um, it's easier to see stuff physically than it is to go by faith, and that's what a lot of children do at that time. So, yeah, and. and and I got to congratulate you for, uh, what is that, 11 months being sober? Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. dude. That, that's, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm, you know, it, it takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot to 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 get sober once once you're in there. But with the, the power, of the power of the Lord on your side and all that, he can move mountains. He can get rid of that alcohol craving. So oh, absolutely. That is awesome. So you, um, after after high school, uh, is that when you started uh, getting into music? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, I was I was from the age of thirteen. I started. Um, well, actually, before then, I was doing like elementary percussion, just because I was really interested in banging on stuff. And I really took music seriously at age thirteen. Um, I played acoustic guitar from age thirteen to fourteen, and that gave me time to save up money to buy my first electric guitar. And it all just, I mean, every single day of my life from that point was just like skateboarding and learning my instrument and trying to get better and better at guitar. And that fed into like a hunger for learning other instruments. So I started picking up, uh, like I bought like a cheap Casio keyboard um, and started playing around on that and getting skills there and then bass guitar and um, stuff like that. And then and then I, I got really into like brutal heavy music and that's when I got into to vocals because of that. Well, and you said that you started at 13. So what was your, at that time, what was your flavor of type of music? Who were, who were your idols? Who were the ones that you loved listening to on a daily? You know, it could be Christian. It could be non-Christian. Yeah. At that, at that time, you know, uh, around age 13, when I first started really taking music seriously, I definitely wasn't considering myself a Christian or anything. So I didn't really have much Christian music I was listening to at all. But it was it was Lars Ulrich from Metallica that made me want to even pick up the drums as like a young kid in elementary, like I'd mentioned. And honestly, Metallica and Megadeth both were really influential in my early guitar playing. Um, also, punk rock was really a big deal to me. Like I said, I was, I was a skateboarder too at the time. So like things like the Misfits and Dead Kennedys and um, just like a lot of a lot of like underground punk rock stuff mixed in with some like like. I guess 80 style thrash, you'd call it Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, stuff like that. Um, that was really the foundation for uh, my, my musical skills going forward and, and stuff like that would, would probably be bands like that. So you, and just for, uh, you know, quick uh, food for thought, uh, Megadeth, um, Dave Mustaine, 
he he was solely an atheist for so long and then recently he had found god so you know you can with that example anybody wants uh anybody can find find god god is always there in your heart he's always he, he's he's just there he's knocking on the door he's not gonna force himself in you gotta let him in and you know and it, it's just awesome uh the the bands that you said you know uh i've listened to them in, in my youth before and um and i've listened to your music and i i can see a lot of inspiration from uh bands like metallica or megadeth or um I don't I sound a little bit like testament and a little bit of it too. So oh, yeah, definitely. So what um so Hard Hard Look was not your first band. Uh what other bands were you in before? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my first band. Um the very first band I had was like this little high school band. You know everyone has their little high school band. Um it was like me and um my bass player friend and whoever we can get to play drums for us at the time. We did like battle of the bands at school and like the talent show at school. And it was a really, really cringe name. It was called forsaken souls. It was like, we were trying to be edgy and stuff. And, um, but you know, we, after high school, we all did our own things and, and it, there was nothing really serious about it. And then I think I'd say like the first serious band that I got an opportunity to be in was this secular band. They're a hardcore band called Monarch, um, from Waco, Texas. And I was doing vocals there and we, a handful of shows I can count on two hands and uh we had fun and we wanted to take it serious but at that time in our lives we were we were definitely kind of being all pulled in different directions and it was just the decision was made to to, to kind of move on from that and you know I just I just kept playing and you know and I, I didn't have really any opportunity to be in any other band after that and I was just like well that I can't let that stop me so I'm just I, I've got the vision I, I've got the skills I know what I I know what I can do I just got to do it yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. Everybody had a high school band at one time. I had a good friend of mine, Ricky Cleghorn. Hey, Ricky, I'm sorry the band didn't work out after two days. You know, it was just a bunch of power chords and a bunch of grunting. And then we got into a band called ICP, if you know that. And we were going to be rappers. And I think we only got like two verses and then we just gave up. I think the ADD got to me. I, I saw something else. So, so yeah, it, w we had that whole big celebrity thing we wanted to be. We wanted that hunger to, to be number one. We just didn't have the drive. We ran out of gas before we even left the garage. <laughs> so, but, um, hard look, um, uh, we're, we're going to talk about your new band right now. You do everything on hard look you do the the volks um the music the instruments um the mixing and all that do you have any help yeah um that's 100 percent me that's correct um with the exception of one song i have one song i released as a single that was called breathing in the wrath and that i i got friend i got help from a friend named Hal longview to do um the mix and master on that one song but everything except for that has been 100% me. So is Hal from a, a different band? Um, yeah, he he was in a band. I, I believe they just disbanded. If not, and maybe they're just having a little bit of issues and they might get back together. I don't want to speak on that too much. But that is called We Are Victory. Um, so, yeah, I, but I know him from just, like, he's really into music production himself. And he's probably doing more projects than that. And I just haven't 
haven't figured out that yet. But um, yeah, he's just he's a good Christian guy that that's really involved in in uh, the Christian mu- music scene, heavy music scene right now. Yeah, I don't I don't have that that song on here. That would be awesome to because I I heard it. It was produced really well. It, yeah. it was it was an awesome, powerful track. Um, with with this here, you you said that you haven't been able to go out on stage with there you're 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 currently um you have a couple of uh band members right sort of yeah i've got i've got a couple guys i'm talking to right now that have shown interest in at least playing live and if you know potentially being being uh full members of the band so we're gonna see how that goes we've got some some meetups and some jamming to do yet um but it's something that we've been talking about and um you know we're, we're christian guys and we have the the same vision and, and the same general style and when it comes to music and and um, it seems like it could be a really good thing. It's something that we're all praying about, and um, we'll see where the Lord takes us. Well, that's that's cool. Uh, I'm just I'm really excited about it. I want to see a, a show. I want you. I want to. I want uh, our next Hope Fest coming up. I want I want you to headline it because you you do have a you you do have artistic view not autistic but artistic arguable huh? arguable yeah it's, it's a little bit you know i think we all have that gene every now and then except for me it's dyslexia you can you won't believe how many times i misspell stuff i'm actually wondering how i spelled all that correctly but then i look down oh i got it right here so all right so what we're i i hear a phone Maybe it's the Lord calling. I I can't answer that. So, anyways, uh, uh, technical difficulties. I can edit this out. That's the power of editing. Okay, so what we're going to do before we get into your EP, we're going to take a small break for our sponsor. Uh, so if you if you can hold on for one moment, then we're going to get back into the metal. This is Origin Origin. Origin Stories. If you ever wonder why a guy would promote a woman's clothing called Confidence Shop, because Devonair Gentleman isn't here yet. But if you're a lady, and I know you're a lady, and you want to look like a million dollars, please come and see the nice ladies at Confidence Shop. Tell them Johnny sent you, and Trudy will find that right look to make anybody's head turn around. They are located in Waxahachie, but they have a Facebook page called Confidence Shop. Thanks, Confidence Shop, for giving my wife a reason to make her closet overflow with great clothes. All right, and we're back. So what we're going to do today, my nice young people over here, we're going to talk about his new EP, when we leave um and first chris um what what this this genre you know a lot of people uh really when they hear this genre they they tend to go towards you know the really extra death the 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 satanic part of it but there there is a christian part of it i've i've heard several other bands um do this so why why this genre and what do you think this this will do to inspire uh new christians or old christians to come back to jesus yeah that's a that's a very good question um well 
it is the, the style of music that I really consider it is deathcore, in which um, to the kids these days is a mixture of death metal and hardcore, primarily. Um, it would fall under the, the greater um, genre of uh, metal. Um, but yeah, I consider it a, a deathcore band. And like you mentioned, with the genre of deathcore, um, a vast majority of the bands are either secular or full-blown satanic. Uh, so, and, and it was strange for me because I always loved that music the most. And uh, even, you know, even when I wasn't really considering myself a Christian, but I still love it now. And then, you know, with, with the vision of hard look and everything, it fits that sound, but the lyrics are obviously completely Christian and they're meant to point people to Christ. And this was done, you know, because the type of the type of kid or the type of person that's going to find themselves listening to something crazy like death metal or deathcore or anything like that, um, the, that type of person, um, they need Jesus, I think, more than just about anybody because they're at that point in their life where they've, they're dealing with a lot of hopelessness, a lot of anger, a lot of hate, depression, anxiety, things like that. And, and, and for a lot of people, that type of music is kind of like a cathartic release or an escape away from it. Uh, so they, they tend to find themselves in that music. So with, with my band Hard Look and like other Christian deathcore bands or Christian death metal bands, the idea is to harness that energy and, and, and use that style of music, but to present the lyrics in such a way that glorify God and point people to Christ themselves. So just by chance, they might be listening and reading along to the lyrics or something. And then maybe they'll have an encounter of the spirit through that. I mean, hopefully, or, or maybe it's purely intellectual and they read the lyrics and there's like, well, maybe there's something here. I want to like learn more about this. It opens up many opportunities and it's, it's, it's one of the best ways I think to go out into the world and to plant seeds. I think, I think a great place to start is probably in the darkest corners where people need it the most. And, and, and a lot of the, the people that listen to, uh, you know, this genre of music are the youth. And is that what uh, is making you uh, sway towards uh, ministering to youth? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because, you know, that's where a majority of the angst is. A lot of people tend to kind of calm down and stuff um, when they're older, but it's it's the kids when, they, when they've got all that energy and desire and drive for, for, for different things. You really want to harness that and make sure it's it's going in the, in the right direction. Um, and if you can get people, um, aimed at Christ, you know, it's, it's, they can use that energy for the kingdom and for good. Okay. Well, um, uh, well, let's not, uh, hesitate anymore. Let's, uh, listen to, uh, the first song out of the EP. Um, I've only did three songs, but, um, you do have that, this EP available, right? Uh, yes. Yes. The EP when we leave is available everywhere, everywhere, just and- about everywhere. You know, even at uh, at Joe's Crenshaw's uh, CD and Taco Emporium, too. I bet you it's right there, too. So, uh, right. So, w- let's let's listen to this. Uh, here we go.
All right. Um, that, that right there was powerful. Uh, that you can see that, that feeling of old school Metallica in there and the way the, that solo just hit, it just, it brought me back to the eighties, man. I almost, I almost had to look for my, uh, Capri Suns and, and my little CDs. Uh, oh, back then it was cassettes. Right. You know, if you don't know what cassettes are, they're, they're just a little tapes that somehow have bands in it. I don't know how it works. I'd be lying to you if I, if I said that I wasn't influenced by Kirk Hammett's like guitar solo and lead guitar style. And I know what you mean by cassettes. Cause I actually had the first four Metallica albums on cassette. Well, the, uh, so by the, by the way, this song, um, how, how did this song come around? How, how, how did you think about this song? Was there any scripture to this song or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the inspiration for this song, the song that we're listening to is called After the Tribulation. And it was because of a pre-trib rapture and um, the pre-trib kind of theology, which is contrary to what I read in the Bible. Um, and I thought that was a big deal because I see a lot of churches and a lot of pastors preaching pre-trib. And I, I it not only is it just false uh, false doctrine. I, I believe it really sets people up to accept the Antichrist. So I'm, I've, I've taken a hard stance and pulled from Scripture. I'll go ahead and read it to you. The, the, ins- the inspiration for, for the song um, comes from Matthew 24, 29 to 30. And that is, immediately after the tribulation, see it says after the tribulation, of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So that is where I'm basing my my stance on that, that pre-trib rapture um, theology is incorrect because of Matthew 24, 29, it says that it's immediately after the tribulation and the days will be shortened. Um, and that's for, for the elect, obviously. So, um, I just really wanted to drive that, that home by naming the song that first and foremost. And, um, and, and just to, to encourage people to read for themselves and to see where they sit um, themselves, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to point them directly to scripture through, through the lyrics. And, um, like I try to try to incorporate the, the scriptures that inspire, um, as well. Uh, like, like on, on some, on some of the YouTube, um, videos and stuff, you could see, I have included the direct scripture that inspired the lyrics so people can go read for themselves. So, so what, what you're saying is that not only that you're producing this awesome, killer rift right here you're you're actually teaching the 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 people that that are listening so um which is which is an awesome thing you know you minister through music and i think music is the key a lot of people will relate more to music than they do with someone just sitting here just talking like yeah you know jesus loves you but if you put a music to it jesus loves you and then people just Wow! Yeah, yeah, they they get hyped up, and and, and music, you know, uh, music was brought to us by heaven. So yeah, so we we're actually uh, you know blessed to have this music, and and like you said, um, teach while you're you're producing that music, and you know it's all it's all up to his his honor, you know. 
Yeah, so, and in the book of Psalms, it says to play skillfully and with a loud noise. So I, I think that I've, uh, I've, I'm accomplishing that. Yeah, it's pretty loud. It's pretty you loud. Know, you know, it, for an older person's standpoint, you know, I'm 45, I, but I still grew, grew up listening to this genre. You know, a couple of stuff I, I think I'll probably get censored saying a couple of albums that I listened to when I was younger. But uh, there, you know, it's it's. I don't even. I'm, I'm getting ADD. I'm talking now. I'm like I'm looking at the next song. I want to. I want to hear some more. You know. <laughs> uh, so, but let's let's get to this next song. It's uh, "Desolate and Wonder." Um, before I play this song, you want to give me a little history about this song? Yeah, this song in particular, it wasn't necessarily um, inspired by one particular piece of scripture or any verse or anything like that. But it was it was about. Um, it was just kind of me explaining how it feels to to be like a total outcast in, in many ways. Um, not just because you know I'm a weirdo, but because I'm a Christian weirdo. And when you're when you're a Christian and you're a bold, proud Christian, it it can isolate you from the world because the world and the kingdom are two completely different things. So when you're fully you know kingdom minded, you're you're gonna be an outcast to the world. And the song is about that that desolation that you could feel. Um, and, and, and just kind of feeling alone and, and, and waiting um, for, for, for Jesus to come back and just, you know, for the world to, to finally be over and for us to finally be with, with Jesus is kind of, that's the main idea behind the song. Yeah, I think uh, right now in 2020 to 2021, we really need Jesus over yeah. here. Uh, you know, I, he, can't, he can't come quick enough. We, we need him here. So well, let's listen and, and let's uh, enjoy this next song. Okay, well, I had a little bit of dead air because I was I was just in trance with that song, you know. It kind of had that build up like an old '80s kind of techno, technological like Nine Inch Nails, and then you pull up and right in your face you start preaching. So and and it, it is you know you you have that that feel of being alone and empty when Jesus is not present, and that's when you start filling yourself with all the wrong stuff like, um, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, you know, uh, soliciting, you know, stuff like that. Things that you, if Jesus was standing right by you, you probably wouldn't do it because you'd be too ashamed. So, but I, that, that rift right there, you know, I love the, the build up to it. And then all of a sudden you get that quiet for, for half a second and then it's right in your face. That, that right there is awesome. That that does remind me a lot. I could see so much of the inspirations that you you had uh, grown up to, and and you turn those inspirations into something biblical. 
and that that's that's pretty awesome here. Yeah, that's a good point because honestly, a majority of my inspirations do come from secular music, and it's been about finding a way to harness those sounds and those feelings and 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 just putting it in a positive way that points people to Christ. I think that's really that's really I kind of think the best way to explain it. Hey, I I couldn't explain it any better. So uh, right now we're going to the next song, which is "He Is Coming." And can you tell me a little story about this song? Uh, this is an interesting one you were telling me about. Yeah, uh, he is coming. Is you know that starts the EP off um, with 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 he is coming, which is the biblical prophecy that Jesus Christ is going to come, and um, he's going to come back. Um, so the 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 main inspiration was directly from Scripture in First Thessalonians four sixteen through seventeen, which I'll go ahead and read for you. That's for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this this is about the second coming of, of Jesus Christ. And, and the, the scripture explains that he's going to come and there's going, he's going to come in the clouds and that, that there will be um, trumpets uh, announcing his return. And um, it, it's that kind of uh, picture. It's kind of a glorious, triumphant image. And I kind of wanted to convey that, that feeling of waiting for something like that. And that it is coming. We know it's coming, but we're having to wait for it. And there's kind of like this mystery. And that's kind of the feeling that I was trying to convey through the music of He Is Coming. And, you know, he they said he's going to come in like a thief in the night. Now he's going to be the ultimate thief. You, you, you'll just be like eating, probably watching something on TV. He comes up, I'm coming home. You, I'm taking you home. We're going to bring heaven to earth. So it's, it's pretty magical. Well, not magical. It's spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll just we'll edit that part out because, you know, Nah, nah, we'll just go that through. People make mistakes all the time. But <laughs> all right, I'm going to shut up so we can listen to this music. All right, here we go.
Now that that was right there was powerful. And during the song, I was like saying, this just reminds me of like suicidal tendencies, like the old punk. Um, and I I've been, I was a big fan of suicidal tendencies through the the early parts of the nineties until he really went off the deep end. Um, but the way that goes and it, what, what I, what I have a question is before we go to, to the upcoming projects you have here, um, is, is your, your vocals, is it, is it completely undoctored? Is it, is it rough? Uh, can you, you know what? I think it's a it's a learning session right now. I think we need a learning session. What do you what do you think, guys? All right, yeah. All right. All right. So so to do this, and I had a friend uh, try to teach me, um, but but let's let's listen to Professor Chris right here on how to how to to do this hard vocals. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna write down some notes. Hold on. I got my notes written. I'm ready. All right, so it's actually kind of hard to explain with words, and I've had people ask me, "It's like, come on, how do you do it? You know, I, I want to know how to do it the right way." And uh, it's tough. It's tough because there is a wrong, right, and wrong way. I just have a hard time of explaining it. Um, but the, the best thing I could think of, I guess, is you're you're trying to get really low with your diaphragm. You're basically like flexing your 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 diaphragm and your abs. And then if you were to forcefully give yourself like a low voice, like oh, I'm trying to be low with my voice, you could feel how that tightens and kind of changes in your throat. So you want to keep it from there and you want to push downward through your diaphragm and out through your stomach and not like through your throat. So really what your throat ends up doing at the end after you're pushing all of this out is it you're tightening your throat and adding rasp by your throat, but you're, you're pushing out not with it through your diaphragm. So, I mean, like, without rasping it out, it's just kind of like a, ooh, but then if you rasp it out, it adds that, like, ooh. Wow. That, that, that was pretty interesting. You know, when, when my friend told me, he says, you have to make sure you have a lot of phlegm in your throat, so drink milk. So I'm like... All right, so I'm lactose intolerant because I was trying to learn. I was trying to be like, uh, you know, in in death metal, and I wanted to because because I thought it was so interesting to hear how powerful that is. And I always thought there was like amplifiers and stuff like that because you hear stories like Pantera, how uh, Phil used amplifiers to get real low and all that. So I'm like, okay, so if I drink this gallon of milk and I'm lactose intolerant. Something scary is going to come out somewhere. So I, I'm just, and and I tried it, and and I went like that. But it, to me, it, it sounds like I'm just burping. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll burp, and that'll be my first my first track here. So, you know, I. But so so what what did you think? Like, it, you got to go through your core, right? Yeah. Everybody says core. You got to work out. You got to use your core. Ride a horse, you got to use your core. <laughs> Type a summary on, on a paper, use your core. You know, you, but you have to use your core. You got to, to build it up. And it, it's just amazing. A lot of people, a lot, I keep saying a lot of people, but uh, people don't realize how hard it is to, to, to do this type of music. People just think, well, he's just going to act like a caveman for uh eight minutes while somebody plays a bunch of power chords and 
and the drums just doing the same drum beat all but but it 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 takes it takes a lot of practice um it it takes a lot of of um uh what what is that come help help me out chris well yeah it's just it, there's it takes it takes uh patience and uh you know it, it, how how do i say it it's it's one of those things where uh you know if you do it if you do it wrong too much you'll really actually hurt yourself uh like people th- think it's the same as shouting or just just yelling which is from your throat that's why when people just shout at a, at a ball game or something and they come home and they've lost their voice, um, you know, knock on wood, but like I haven't actually lost my voice doing any kind of heavy vocals. Um, I will say this, this is something that's helped me. So if, if, if any of you who are listening to this are, are considering trying to figure out the right way to do um, vocals and, and my explanation wasn't quite there. Uh, a tool that helped me a lot was um, there's an instructional DVD out that people can can get. It's called The Zen of Screaming by Melissa Cross, who is a vocal coach, um, vocal instructor who primarily focuses on heavy music. And you will through there learn a lot of the techniques of how it's actually done, um, ways to 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 um, to practice to help your voice ultimately um, and, and how to project in a way that doesn't actually use your throat and uses your diaphragm and stuff like that. So I, I did take those, those skills that I learned from that and, and applied it into doing vocals. But yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, it, the important thing is to figure out how to do it right first before you practice too much. Cause you don't want to hurt yourself. Um, yeah, check out the DVD. Because there, there has been actually celebrities that really tore up their throat because they, they overworked it. Uh, Chad, uh, rest in, uh, rest in peace from, uh, Lincoln Park is Chad, right? Chester Bennington. Chester, Chester, Chad. <sighs> Boy, it, I, I, there goes my whole music credit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cashing in. I'm, I'm out. But Chester, you know, rest his soul, you know, unfortunately that, that what happened to him, but he used to be full on screamo and all that, but he had to have surgery cause he, he messed it up. And then you see the difference in the music. So, but, uh, and, and it goes to here, uh, a lot of, a lot of bands, they, they progress over time. They change their, their feel. I I've seen some death metal bands go to more clean volks mm-hmm. and I've seen them, you know, go even deeper. Um, do you, ex- do you expect your band to, to progress or, you know, to maybe add some clean volks in your future or. Is it going to be strictly guttural? Guttural? Yeah, guttural. I do use a lot of gutturals. I know what you mean. Um, I, 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 for that, I mean, I've had one song that I wrote that really just felt like it needed cleans, so I got my buddy Jared Esposito to do the clean vocals on that song. Um, it's called Hard to Love. Um, and you know, I really like that that sound, and it's just one of those things where it's it's a little, it's almost a little outside of the sound that I have now because I think I am trying to keep that core sound and keeping everything pretty brutal and heavy but when i write just personally on my own i do like to have fun with uh, things that do sound a little more mainstream if you want to call it that maybe a little more melodic uh, a little more on the melody a little less on the brutality and stuff like that Uh, i just enjoy writing that way and and like that song hard to love it wasn't on any album it felt like it was a little bit of a departure so i decided to just release it as a single and see how that works so uh, i think for the future at least the near future, it's going to remain brutal probably. If there are any clean vocals, it might just be 
kind of like low Ramstein style vocals, kind of like I displayed on, on the first um, full length, The Great Tribulation with songs like Genesis. There might be a little bit more of that, but as far as like a clean, like pretty sounding singing, I, I don't see that in the near future anyway. Um, but as I progress and as I um, just progress as a musician, basically, you know, I want to be open. I don't want to box myself in. I want to be able to have that creativity and go where I need to go. But it's like uh, to answer the question directly in the, in the near future, no, I don't see I don't see too much of a change happening. I think it's going to stay pretty dark and pretty heavy. Hey, and if you, if it's working and that's the right recipe and it's working, then why why change it, right? Right. Uh, KFC has been doing their seven herbs. I'm getting hungry. You know, you can tell. <laughs> um, uh, but the the one thing I'm I'm wondering is. Do you have any upcoming projects? Are you a part of uh, something else besides uh, your hard hard look uh, project? Yeah, actually, um, I'm I'm doing vocals only in another Christian band called Spite the Beast, and that is a two man project. Uh, me and my buddy Derek, he's he does all of the instruments, and uh, he send like I add my vocals, and then he sends it off to his buddy to to mix and master the stuff. So he's he's a really great in, uh, instrumentalist. And the style, I would say, is um, it's like it's kind of more 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 hardcore than it is death metal, and um, it's got like just a really angry, like aggressive kind of hard sound that is really going to uh, reach out to the people who are who are just feeling super angry right now about whatever it is. It's like that the the sound of this music, it really just encaptures that like angry, angsty energy, and it, um, you know, there's there's. Uh, there's one song out that's right now anyone could listen to on YouTube or Bandcamp or whatever. It's called Accuser. Definitely check that out. And that'll give you an idea of what the sound is going to be like overall. And we've been working on getting the final mix on another song. And uh, that'll be out soon. But the date on that's still to be uh, determined. Well, you, not only the the EP you have and you have your, your other previous uh, CD. Uh, I still say CD, MP3. But music, album album there we'll just say album album is pretty universal now um you do have merchandise other than that right you have shirts uh hats stuff like i've been trying to get this man to get me in because i'm tall i've been trying to get this man to get me a, a tall shirt because i want to represent him because you know we're, we're we're right now we're all covenant life twins we have the same shirt right now but um i've been trying to get one of those shirts because it, it, it the artwork is so awesome. Did you do that artwork? No, um, I the the I haven't done any of the the artwork. I, I've actually commissioned people to help me out with that. So I guess I you know when I was saying I was doing one hundred percent everything, I guess I was talking about the audio side of it because I've got some great artists that helped me design um, both the original logo and the kind of new brutal logo that I've got going on. Those were des designed by someone else, and the album art I've gotten help with on all those. Um, um, from other people so um yeah you know you couldn't tap into your bob ross your inner bob ross couldn't make <laughs> any happy trees on this album this album that cover looks really wicked uh, it looks haunting it, it's got um it looks like a, a ghost lady or spirit uh spirit leaving and uh, is that and looks like the same is that your your girlfriend right there no. she's right here uh, just to let you know she's listening on she's making sure that he doesn't mess up you know he, he uh, she's got the sensor button right there just case no that's not that's not her that is a unidentified female um 
you know, the, the original album art before I, I, I sent it to a buddy to help me edit it into like what's going to be the album cover. It started off, it, it's just a stock image. I'm not going to lie. It's a stock image. Had my buddy help edit it out, get the get that logo on there and make it look just right. But I think that's probably the coolest stock image I've been able to find. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, okay, you just like, oh, it's just some random person. What if you take a picture? That'd be weird. Yeah, <laughs> that that just be a little weird, you know. Hey, I'm doing this for a record. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh the music is awesome. Uh I, I feel that you have a a big story to tell, uh, testify on, on every track, uh, your, your personal life, you know, you came from, uh, from the lowest of uh, that you had ever been to finding Christ and then, uh, coming back on top, you know, you're not only a musician, you also do a lot of other kind of projects, uh, producing, uh, which I have to give him credit. I'm a, I'm going to embarrass him right now. Hey, those those two thing the the two intros you gave me are on fire. They're they're awesome. I had to put my my little touch because I had to like Nikki over here. She's she's the silent person right now. Um, I had to put my little my little personal spin to it. Which y- y'all if y'all listen to the intro that that is his his work and he gave it to me, and I am honored to have him help me out with this podcast. And, you know, he, he does, I'm waiting for him to start choking. Cause when we were on break, he's like, every time I get a compliment, I start hacking up and I'm, I'm like, well, you don't need to hack it up. Cause you, you got some more music to make. So, but, um, my final thoughts is, you know, Jesus, um, any, any way to bring people to, to the kingdom of heaven, uh, through music, through literature, uh, any way to do it is, is, is a gift from God. And, uh, when you have that gift that you, uh, receive from him, you have to use it. Uh, he gave it to you. He, he said, he said, my gift, um, the gift I gave you is not for you. It's to give to everybody else. So, you know, uh, we, at, at our church, we had a, uh, sermon about the, the gifts and, uh, that the the Lord works in in mysterious ways, and with with that, I I appreciate everything that you you've done. Um, and we all we all live it up to the man upstairs. Without his guidance, what w- we would all be lost. So my my final thought is, if if you're lost, if you if you're broken, you're down. Remember, there there are people that that had felt this way, and and there are people that that have a way of reaching out to you to uh, get you closer to the Lord because you'll you'll feel a lot more, uh, you'll feel a lot less empty. You'll feel filled up with the Holy Spirit once you once you start uh, inviting Him in. So, uh, Chris, um, I usually I end with a prayer, so. Would you, would you mind giving us a prayer? Sure, sure. All right. Father God, we come before you and, and, and we ask for you to, to shine your light and, to, and to, to, to shine blessings upon the lost and the broken and the people out there who desperately, desperately need you and they don't even know it. 
We pray that you make your presence through the Holy Spirit known to them and in their lives and start working in their lives now that they might have that true, true experience and an encounter of you and your love, that they would come to you and they would gladly serve you and, and your kingdom. And for everybody that is that ever listens to Hard Look, we just pray that they, they are pointed in your direction, in your direction only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. Uh, this is Johnny Tacos. This is my origin series. I like to thank Chris Johnson from Hard Look uh, coming in today. Uh, also, if you like this and you want to hear more from me, and I hope you really do because I'm working hard on this, I'm just like Chris. I'm, I do all my editing and all that. Um, go to my Facebook page under Johnny Tacos Podcast. You can hit the like there. I am my podcast is on all major uh, stations that that you enjoy your podcast. And with all that, I want to wish y'all a blessed day. And don't have a great day. Well, have a great day. But you know, oh man, I messed this up. I could fix this up. Don't have a good day. Have a great day.